Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hello, 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 hello. What's going on, Delora? We're back. How goes it? You had me at hello. <laughs> hello. Interesting <laughs> that that's the Beyonce song that's stuck in your head because I just had a different one stuck in my head for our first headline that we'll inevitably get to. So, of course, of course. Yeah, that just literally came to me when you said hello the way you did. So, um, you know, I'm here. <laughs> Another Beyonce song. <laughs> Right. And you know who I thought of with how I said hello is Whitney Houston. I don't know if anybody remembers that scene from The Bodyguard where she was not about to go out on stage and she came out. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Just wanted to stop by, maybe sing a song. So sorry, that's probably who I was mimicking. But, you know, from one great diva to another, it's all Uh, love. I was like pop culture. Hello from the other side. Uh Another one. There's three. (laughs) There's three. Who else we got? <laughs> Who else we got? Uh, come through, Mariah. What right. we got? <laughs> right. Well, y'all can see we're starting out on a silly note, and I'm not even drinking. So, welcome Listen. back. Welcome, welcome back. We're y'all. back. Welcome, welcome. Another Thursday episode, another headlines and hot topics episode, and we're going to start out with a lovely review that we got recently thank you guys so so much who actually drop a review for us this one came from apple podcast via fashion and faith titled hanging with the girls i swear that when i'm listening to the pod it feels like i am sitting with my best girlfriends strong cocktail in hand getting all the tea the conversations range from deep and thoughtful to downright hilarious i look forward to every episode keep it up ladies thank you so so much oh we so appreciate gosh. it thank you so much I feel like I feel seen Ashley like <laughs> we really do try to um, balance the skills with our thoughtfulness and you know having a good old time Absolutely. This was spot on in terms of our attempts and efforts. So thank you. But also, I hope I read it in a voice that matched your enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) I did my best, but we so appreciate it, guys. Please keep the reviews coming. We love getting feedback from you about what you enjoy, anything we could do better or change to keep you guys, you know, interested as we continue this podcast ride. So exactly. There you go. All right, let's get into these headlines. So like I said, I had another Beyonce song in my heart because our first headline is the worst kept celebrity news of 2023. (laughs) And that is that Halle Bailey was pregnant and popped out a baby. She announced or confirmed rather the birth of a baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with her the rapper no, I, I mean I'm just reading CBS <laughs> news okay with her rapper boyfriend DDG and the caption said even though we're a few days into the new year the greatest thing that 2023 could have done for me was bring me my son welcome to the world my halo the world is desperate to know you okay so obviously Beyonce halo stuck in my head for a little minute after this interesting too the comments were pointing out that nick cannon has a child named halo already interesting well apparently ddg in a interview uh sometime last year said that if he were to name a child he would name his child halo 
I think it's cute. Obviously, it's a playoff of ha- uh, Hallie's name. It actually reminds me of what Will and Jada did with um, Willow and Jaden. You know, mm-hmm. the boy is off of Jada's name. The girl is off of Will's name, a derivative. So it's cute. And <sighs> we always talk about how DDG is annoying AF um, because, I mean, he's trolling the internet constantly, right? But Haley is right there. We, I guess we got to stop giving her a pass because <laughs> when she did that video talking about, y'all keep talking about, I got a pregnancy nose. I'm black. I'm like, sis, you know exactly what you're doing here. Yeah. Why are you even playing? Why yeah. are you even playing with us? Yeah. She looked fabulous during her pregnancy run though. I mean, applause. Like the only thing that really seemed to change was her nose and that belly. And I've never seen so many ruffles in my life. So kudos to her she did her thing with the pregnancy maternity whoever her stylist is yes top tier good job great work but we all knew because as soon as the picture dropped of them coming from whatever doctor's appointment and she had a full belly oh it's that getting up from that chair during the holidays i'm like if that's not a pregnant woman postpartum uh <laughs> get up and walk move i don't know what is Yep. I also saw a video, uh, older video of them, Chloe and Hallie with their mom and they have their eyes closed and they're asking the mom, who's going to get married first? Who's going to have a yeah. kid first? And she was kept their going mom over. Or older sister? I thought it was their mom, but it could have been their older sister. I don't know for mm-hmm. sure. Cause I don't, yeah. I haven't really, besides their, I feel like I see their brother more yes, than I see more. anybody else, but yeah. whoever it was, they, they kept doing Hallie. So obviously maybe yeah. to her family, this wasn't some big shock, but again, to us, especially because of the heights she's at in her career right now, it was very confusing when the speculation first started. I was like, she's not going to have a baby at the height of her little mermaid uh, success and all this stuff going on. But I mean, here we are. Congratulations. Obviously, a baby is always a blessing. But yeah. now they're they're sharing more about the pregnancy journey. And people were like, but why now? Like, you, you didn't want us to be well, in your business. Don't share it now. How do you feel about think, it? So two things. So the first thing I was going to say is, I also think it's cute. They named their son Halo and she has her first Grammy nomination, solo Grammy nomination with her song Angel. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that played a role Um, because I know when you're pregnant, sometimes you can just be in a in a state and it's just like you can't shake it. Like for me, I was obsessed with A names. <laughs> I'm like all the A names I wanted, boy, we didn't know the sex of the baby. So it was like boy, boy names, girls names, unisex names, A, 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 A. Uh, so, you know, maybe she was in a heavenly state. Uh, but in terms of why now, I think it's a combination of things. So we are in a space you know, you and I are millennials. We're proud millennials. We talk about um, what it was like growing up. And one of the biggest phenomena growing up was 16 and pregnant, right? And <laughs> um, as a result, there's there was a decline in teenage pregnancy. However, we still come from a generation where the expectation is if you're having a baby young, you'd be married. So with them hiding, quote unquote, her pregnancy and then revealing all the details now, it's giving... Kylie Jenner to me yeah um and it's also and and Kylie was one of the first young unmarried mothers meaning like before 25 we also see it with Naomi Osaka we also see it with uh, well Kiki's 30 so she doesn't count but Cardi B at the height of her career popping out babies so I don't know I think I think there's something about this uh you know, generation that's like, yes, I'm at the height of my career, but I'm going to have this baby too. And no, I'm not about to have this. I'm not going to get married because why? (laughs) Because for why? So I don't know. It's interesting. Do I agree with everything? I don't like, I don't like the non-marriage. I mean, yes, you can have babies outside of marriage. I am not saying that because not everybody needs to be married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I, they are still very young too. So who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Maybe my, my Southern Christian roots are rearing up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's not even the dynamics of their relationship in that way for me. Uh, when I 
think about the should we wait, should we not wait? It was more so for me, like, well, maybe it is a lot on the woman to have all this noise and chatter as a part of your journey that we just as non-famous people can't quite fathom, right? Not that obviously she still wasn't in a lot of people's mouths and still had a lot of hoopla anytime she posted anything because she wasn't confirming, but it was like, well, maybe it did lessen her stress to not have it be some big public pregnancy because not just for the fact that you're pregnant, but a lot of people don't like your relationship necessarily and don't think that DDG would be a great partner to bring a child into the world with. So I get that. Well, at the height of her career, he's writing a diss track talking about, I don't like seeing you being with dudes on screen. I'm like, this is her job, sir. Like, yeah. So, so I can understand it. But at the same time, again, at some point it was like, you might as well just confirm because it's, it's pretty obvious as to what's going on at this point and now you post stuff after the fact I'm not gonna look at any of the stuff because you guys have kind of already said you don't want me in your business so I'm I shouldn't be in your business for for good or for better or for worse in my opinion like I started to yeah. feel that way about the whole sentiment of celebrities of like I need the public to stay out of my business if you're a public figure and you want me to stay out of your business just remember you said that like just remember that your audience your fans whoever just remember you said that well, that's the part about a DDG that's kind of annoying. It's like, why y'all all up in our business, this and the other? And he came up on YouTube. He, what'd you say? He came up on YouTube. That's how he got he, his fame. Right. He came up on YouTube sharing his life. And, and then he was trolling everybody saying, oh, this is our daughter. But then when Haley made it official on social media, now he's like, oh, this is our baby, it's the flyest baby ever, but we're never going to show his face. I'm like, what are we doing here? The The baby has an Instagram account. I just make up your mind. That's that's all. Yeah. Um, but to your point, I it's it's not for me at this point either, but I, yeah. I, I do love Haley and I can't wait to see what she does next. So yeah, absolutely. Still, as far as fandom for her career and for her projects, absolutely. But Congratulations, and we'll move on. And on that note, we will truly move on. Let's move on to our next uh, headline, Delora, which is we're going to talk a little bit more about this whole Cat Williams interview and subsequent reactions we've seen from pretty much everybody that he said something about, with the exception of Steve Harvey. And you got to tell him no. <laughs> he ain't talking to nobody, but still... That line right there is in my lexicon, Ashley. You got to tell him no. The one that may stick out the most to me is something along the lines of your allegiance to losers is Ooh. so unlike you. Ooh. That was a word, okay? A word. Damn. Damn. This interview has racked up like 40 million views. Michael Blackson, who was one of the targets of Cat Williams, said that Shannon Sharp needs to cut Cat a check. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I probably got two of those views on lock, though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have one. Yes, I did go out and watch the entire three-hour interview. I went back to my highlights. I, I'm just saying, it took me out. Shout out to Dayton, Ohio, by the way, my hometown. Yes, Cat Williams <laughs> grew up for, for a little bit in Dayton, Ohio. Shout out to Ohio General. He, he was born in Cincinnati, but I forgot to say that when we talked about it last week. Big up to Dayton, getting this type of uh, platform. But I think the latest news that I saw that was interesting is that Kevin Hart's ex-wife is about to join Cat Williams' tour. Listen, <laughs> listen. And you know what's also funny about it? It's, it's layers for me. He said in that interview, he only goes on tour with people who's funnier than he is. So I'm what I'm saying is that Kevin Hart's wife yes. is funnier than Kevin Hart. Correct. I will give her my stamp. <laughs> Of comedic approval, but not her hood, not her whack ass ex husband. The Hollywood quote unquote plant, <laughs> and that's no shade. I, I I enjoy Kevin Hart. I've said that, but uh, it yeah, is, it, I'm just going off of cat's words. It is like 
shady AF to me on the part of his ex-wife because she also, as a part of her announcement, included one of his clips. I'm like, yeah. I thought y'all was cool. I thought y'all was cool. I guess maybe so or maybe not. I never know with comedians. Like I've been saying lately, this was great PR for the stand-up comedy world, right? Like, was this a coordinated situation? Because all of y'all <laughs> have been in the headlines more than I expected to start 2024. But like I said, we've gotten uh kind of some responses from Ricky Smiley. He seemed to have kind of an emotional response potentially or just going through First some of all, things. What grown man anniversary video, of his son's death. Videotapes himself crying like that. Like people are like, oh, this is what this is about cat. I'm like, is it? I mean, people are also saying it's about the anniversary of his son's death, which I do remember hearing that unfortunately yes. he lost his child, yes. which is very sad. And Kat referenced that in the, the interview. He but did. I think it may have been one of those things people were saying where he started out, it's something because I don't like I don't really listen to the Ricky Smiley morning show, his radio show often, but mm -hmm. it may have been something that he kind of does for his listeners in the mornings and maybe post it or something. And this one just kind of took a turn because mm -hmm. he got emotional and got what it. have you. Um, and that yeah. could be true. I don't know. Y'all have to let me know who watches and listens to his stuff more regularly. But you had that reaction, possibly. Then you had Faison Love going off, talking about he seems like he needs help, which he's in his right <laughs> mind. Let's be for real. First of all, first of all what did he say? You're That's a fat a Faison Love. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my Craziness. He was uh, one, he got it one of the worst. He got it one of the worst for sure. He did. I think, I think, yeah. Seti. Cedric came out and responded. Yes. Michael Blackson came out and responded. Yes. Steve Harvey, like I said, I think he's the only one who's sleeping well at night because he's getting checks. He's like, I cut cut my check. I don't care about none of that. But honestly, even in Cedric's response, and as, as I said in our last podcast, I grew up loving Cedric the Entertainer, loving Steve Harvey, uh, but they never said that he's lying, that he was lying. Because they the internet has dug up all the receipts. I mean, the internet even dug up the Cedric repurpose a joke from designer women designing women when i saw that i was like who went into the archives and First found of all, this i vaguely remember watching that show as a youth okay and this was you know through osmosis because my grandma or my mama was watching it in the background but yes <laughs> word for word People have time. I hope y'all are out here using y'all powers for good instead of evil. Because y'all be having time. I mean, you have the Mark Curry joke. You have the Mark Curry joke yes. that we saw the footage from Steve Harvey taking that as well. I mean, the receipts were coming swiftly. So people were like, there's a lot of things Cat Williams may do, but he ain't tell a lie. Nope. Nope. So <laughs> the real I winner, do. the real winner in this whole scenario, though, is Shannon Sharp. I mean, let's be for real. I was going to say, what do you think this is going to do for Kat's careers? Are they going to give him some type of momentum? I mean, everybody in a mama going to want to have him be interviewed, but he's not going to go on every show. That's the thing about Cat nah. Williams, because his interview with um, Larry King was phenomenal. Like, he, he's a fantastic interviewer, uh, interviewee, you know what I mean? And so... Um, and apparently Shannon Sharp's been trying to get him for years. Like it wasn't just a fly by night situation. So mm. he he made the right move by securing that interview for sure. What do I think is going to do to Cat Williams' career? I think he's going to continue to do his thing. I mean, I looked up his dates for the first time. He's coming through Orlando, Florida. I might go see him. And I've already been a fan. It's just put it on my radar that he's touring. Yeah. So yeah um he cursed a little bit too much for me did he that one special the iconic one the one that uh wendy harlow oh in his stand-up he cusses too much for you yeah yeah Got it. so i don't know if i would. well at least he's not making jokes about fucking his mom like pete davidson i tried to watch some of pete davidson's latest stand-up i was like this is not my type of humor at all 
and I'm gross. Like I can be gross. I have a healthy sense of humor, Ashley, but yeah, no, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think maybe it'll be the same. It's kind of like Chris Rock where he does get some more tickets sold just because of the hoopla around the scenario. Cause I definitely went to go see Chris Rock hoping he was going to talk about the Will Smith situation. So there you go. And that was a womp womp though. He never, I mean, he still to this day has never really gotten down like I expected. So I guess he's waiting on the right number from Netflix or whoever's going to offer him that deal. But we can move on. Cat Williams, you murdered him. All right. The Creative Arts Emmys were over the weekend. And I just want to lightly talk about it because we have the actual primetime Emmys coming up as well on January 15th. But there were some standout award winners from the creative arts emmys based on the list i saw and on these internets first up miss keep a bag palmer kiki palmer (laughs) is out here becoming the first black woman to win an emmy for best game show host she is the first woman to win it in 15 years 15 years i just you sometimes might think that kiki's over there having a hard time you know She's been going through some stuff and then comes out shining professionally. Like what a win, what an acknowledgement, what history. It reminds me of the, the Bible verse, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they came out, not even smell like smoke, okay? Going through the fire, God will protect <laughs> you and keep you and you will be just fine you where go. you need to be. Um, I love this. And you know, the first woman to win this award, the beloved Betty White. Mm, Was she? Yes. Love my golden girls. Congratulations, Kiki. Do your thing. Congrats. Congrats. Congrats, Kiki. And I hope this is a sign for her that 2024 is going to be all right. Absolutely. That foolishness is left in 2023. I hope we forget his name in 2024. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired. Tired of the nonsense. my baby daddy. That's who we're going to be. All right. And next up, we have Storm Reed. I almost cried watching her acceptance speech video. It was so sweet. She won outstanding guest actress in a drama series for her turn in The Last of Us. Um, she thanked her mom. She was just talking about, I'm just a girl from Atlanta, Georgia. Just so sweet. We've seen her grow up, so it means something special to see her getting her accolades and her flowers. Absolutely. When I saw this, I thought this was the sweetest. To your point, we saw her grow up. Shout out to my fellow cancer. She's born on July 1st. I just saw that now. She's a wrinkle in time. Like that was my first real introduction to her. Same. And to see the momentum and the consistency in her career has been such a joy. And she is out here going to college, doing the damn thing. Um, I had like to think that she's doing the same thing that Yara Shahida did, right? Like working, going to college. I thought about Yara as well. I love, I love what she represents. And I'm just so proud of her. Like, I feel like a big cousin for sure. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to just mention three other standouts that I saw. Jasmine Guy, one outstanding actress Bro. in a short form comedy or drama series for the Chronicles of Jessica Wu. Woo! That made me emotional because A Different World did not get the love it needed back in the day. And that is timeless television. Like we had this conversation before. I felt like my college experience had more similarities to a different world than it did Grownish. <laughs> like- oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had to actually stop watching Grownish for a period of time because I was like, when Zoe started doing like drugs, I was like, what am I watching? We like, were this is just a different generation because <laughs> what? We said no, okay. But I just mean it just came so fast and in a hurry. I'm yeah. like, can I can she at least be in college for like a year before I see her start popping pills? Like, what is going on? So I like had to fall back and then I, you know, went hard and team Aaron all day, but you know, I, I got back on <laughs> I got back on the ship. But yeah, I mean Jasmine Guy, well deserved, and then Jay-Z won outstanding directing 
for mm-hmm. Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show, which people were like, how did Rihanna not win for her Super Bowl halftime show? But it's 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 a category, a people. It's a category. Right. And then yeah. last but certainly not mofo least is Barack Obama winning for outstanding narrator for working what we do all day. You know, he is not only the first black president of these United States of America, but he about to be an EGOT because him and Michelle and the production company is coming out here with Oscar nominated. I think they actually won an Oscar. Who am I kidding? They've already won an Oscar. Uh, And so this is probably his first Emmy. I wouldn't be surprised if they've already won Grammys because um, a lot of politicians have won Grammys for their narration for like their books. I know Hillary Clinton has a Grammy. Um, they're about to be egots out here in a minute. The, the Obamas. I don't want to be petty towards one of your favorite couples, but I feel like they've successfully done what Meghan and Harry want to do. Meghan and Harry needs to get a little bit more organized. Like I'm all for them you know, living their lives to the fullest and not being literally um, just meat (laughs) for the royal family and, um, you know, walking punching bags in the media. Yes. Um, But I think they have to find another shtick. So to speak. I do. But they are so good. I mean, Kate wishes she could speak to a crowd the way Meghan Markle speak. Like they have this innate charisma. X factor. They have the charisma that is is it needs to be shine. But to your point, they need to find the appropriate vehicle, right? So mm-hmm. it's not it's not a podcast. Apparently, it's not Netflix. It was to an extent when it, when they're telling their story, but some of their other projects didn't, you know. I enjoyed Megan's podcast, though. I really did. I'm I did, too. Sad to see but it go. I think they were expected to have more programming outside of her podcast. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know how true it is, but they wanted, like, producers on every episode and things like that. I'm like, you know, maybe we need to just rear back a little bit and understand that sometimes you got to do all editing. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> You got to take one for the team on occasion. Yes. I didn't no. mean to make it about them. I just, that's no. just one of the thoughts I had when but you mentioned it's real. it. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. I they mean, need the, to be mentored or something. I was just listening to Michelle on Jay Shetty's latest episode of his podcast. And yes. I just love me some Michelle Obama. And, Period. Point and, blank. You know, I'm, I will never call Barack Obama just Michelle Obama's husband, but they definitely just have this aura about both of them. Like, even though he was the first Black president, her being the first lady does not begin to describe the esteem that we really yes. have for her. So, And she handled it with such grace and elegance and humility i mean even still just to hear her i'm like i don't know how y'all stay just this grounded as human beings like this grounded i think it's because they got famous over the age of 35 that's what she said she said well at least we had our anonymity until we were like 40 in our 40s yes they said that based off of whatever age you become famous that's pretty much where you peak yeah 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 all right, let's move on to our last headline, which is Don Lemon getting this new uh, show announcement. So he announced this week that he is launching a new media company and has a show that will be debuting via X. This comes eight months after that CNN firing that we know he said he was stunned by after being with CNN Girl. for well over a decade. Girl. I think the reason why I wanted to talk about this headline, though, is because I was curious about your thoughts on using X as his platform, right? You know, Elon Musk. Are you referring to Twitter? I mean, I'm going to start calling it X. I'm just kidding. I still call it Twitter all the time, (laughs) but I'm just reading it from this article and they they named it as X. But yes, I was legit confused. I'm like, are we referring to Twitter? Yes, X, aka Twitter, which I do still call (laughs) Twitter when I hop on it. Elon Musk is such a controversial figure and his reign over the platform has continued to be so controversial. People, you know, have left as a mass exodus for, you know, his allowing for hate speech and all these different things on the platform now. But Don Lemon seems to, in his statement, 
say that he's basically looking forward to the freedom of the platform so that he's not being regulated by what he called hall monitors. So do you think this is a good strategy for Don? Did you have any concerns about this strategy for Don? What were you, are you, do you even care? I do care because we were celebrating a new year literally last week, essentially. And I legit was missing drunk Don Lemon during New Year's Eve into New Year's. Like him in New Orleans was so iconic. And Andy Cohen and Mabu, Silver Fox, Anderson Cooper could never. I'm sorry, they could never. They try, it's just not hitting. You know what I mean? Uh, So, you know, Don Lemon has had an interesting trajectory in my personal opinion, because, you know, he did come off as like an other when it came to his blackness. And I think for him, along with the rest of the country through the years, through uh, the Obama years, and then eventually the Trump years, he ended up being all right. And I was, I was sad for him to, for him to feel blindsided by his departure with CNN, him having this platform on Twitter or formerly known as Twitter. That's probably what I'll probably call it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I would rather him have a podcast than go on Twitter, frankly. I was confused by the partnership and a bit disappointed, I guess, if I'm honest, because I get the to, the decision to want to have more freedom, but to your point, there are other avenues to do that. Podcasting would absolutely give him the ability to talk about whatever he wants. Um, don't know if there was any deals on the table that maybe he did not feel like were as lucrative as this particular deal, but I was disappointed. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens. Um I'm not super invested in Don Lemon. I did not watch him regularly on CNN like that. But because he's a Black journalist and media, I'm rooting for you. And I want to see you succeed. So to that extent, like, I I hope that he's also always mindful of what he's doing and who he's aligning himself with. Whether business, whether whatever. And Elon Musk is not someone that I personally feel like I would have expected him to want to align himself with. So... We'll have to wait and see. And it reminds me of the comebacks, quote unquote, of our favorites, like an Angela Rye and uh, Tiffany Cross and Curveball of the Century, mm-hmm. <laughs> former mayor of Tallahassee, uh, Gillum, Andrew Gillum, and Andrew all of Gillum. his controversy. Yeah. Um, with their new podcast, Native Land Pod. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen, because first of all, despite the situation that um, Andrew found him himself in, he was a phenomenal political voice. All these people are. So I think this is like dream team, but I, I do fear, like, I, I feel like I understand where Angela Rye and Tiffany Cross are coming from with giving him grace and like, you know, dusting him off and like, we gonna do this, you know what I mean? But is the public gonna allow them to do that? Like, I, I don't know. When I saw it, I was shocked that that's who they chose as their third. I guess, you know, obviously Bakari has his own show, so he was unavailable. But, Love Bakari. Oh my God. But yeah, that's real. But you're talking about two of my faves. You're talking about Tiffany Cross and yes. Angela Rye and the yes. cachet that comes with their voices and their opinions. And yep. so to add him as a third is definitely a big deal. And I will give it a listen too, just because I really, like I said, like the two. But Andrew Gillum, I want, uh, I so wanted him to have his shit together because yeah. I live in the state of Florida and I wanted yeah. him to be governor at governor. one point in time. He and so was supposed really, to be. And and who knows, you know, that loss probably hit him a lot harder than we anticipated. In addition to maybe. It really saddened me, but at the same time, he didn't need it because all the stuff he had going on in his personal life, did it would have, he would have blown, that would have been a totally 
crazy situation if he had been governor when all that stuff came out. No, Even no, but worse. I don't feel like that would have came out if he were governor. That's what oh, I'm yes, it would. False. You think yes, so? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> I think this especially was a as contentious situation, especially as contentious as politics get in these red states when uh anybody from the other side aka democrats get in or close to getting in or have any affiliation with an office that they feel like should have been theirs they would have dug that shit up as quickly as possible absolutely so instead they just stole it but okay instead they just stole it <laughs> and put put a robot an ai robot potentially maybe not ai because he's not smart but a robot in his place have you seen pictures of him trying to smile it, it's like it's like he's glitching or something um manchurian i don't want to talk about that man i don't want to talk about that man manchurian candidate i'm telling y'all it's crazy but i will summarize this segment by saying i do think although i don't agree with the platform i do think don lemon's voice is needed as well as our faves now part of the the native land pod because we are in an election year and mm-hmm. our voices need to be heard unfiltered yep that's a great point and i mean we got a lot more problems that we about to have to be dealing with so aliens exist they may have been in miami hell Girl, that is what i have said so that is one of my favorite controversial <laughs> conspiracy theories right now is Cat Williams came out with that interview when aliens were running rampant <laughs> in Florida. Oh my gosh. One of my friends who lives in Miami, I talked to him the next day. I was like, is this really you or is this an alien who's taking over your body? Like, what's really good down there? Ain't got no videos. Yeah. Everybody with camera phones, they ain't got no video. That's always what the happened? thing. These blurry shots, supposedly. But we got, we, what are we on? 5G? We on, Chris, the, the what is the 4K? What what are we on now? That y'all ain't got good footage of these supposed uh, aliens in Miami. In the mall of all places, too. I've been to that mall, okay? I don't Have know. You. Yes. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So, let's move on. We're, we're derailed. We're, we're, we're moving on to too much. <laughs> too much we still got two major things to talk about in hot topics okay first one up oh my god right (laughs) and this is so timely because it's about to be mlk day okay (laughs) the fetish that jonathan major seems to have with the civil rights era is right on time he's spot on (sighs) him and his love for coretta scott king continues in this latest interview he did when he sat down with ABC News journalist from Good Morning America, Lindsay Davis. Interesting that he chose ABC of all platforms, given that Marvel kicked his ass to the curb. Interesting that Robin was too busy to talk to him. Was she? That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm alluding to. Michael wasn't available. He was a rising star. He was literally in another stratosphere. So you're saying they don't even they didn't even feel like he deserved the top tier. Period. That's what you're saying? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Could be. Or could be everybody knew this was gonna be bullshit because it was. Girl. I only watched this interview for y'all for this podcast, guys, because I did not want to have to suffer through this bullshit. I saw the clips and I was like, you're not saying anything. You're not talking about anything you're not giving us any detail you got megan over there in the corner you got your cry face on like you're not giving me anything except let me be an actor let me go on this platform let me try to like get some level of sympathy from somebody that i still haven't heard because i haven't heard any reactions to this where people are like man y'all did jonathan majors dirty and he convinced me that nothing went down that night between him and his ex i haven't seen that it was the kulaks for me like sir what are you wearing at least at least he didn't have his mug that he usually has (laughs) in hand no i'm not not vilifying him to say i think he should never work in the industry again that's not what i'm saying at all no but i'm saying i this interview did absolutely nothing for me 
And I don't think it's going to sway anything with his sentencing because that was a, a, a big agree. thing. It's like he's doing this before his sentencing to try to get some level of public opinion on his side. I felt like this interview was entirely premature. I feel like we just found out the verdict. Why are you talking about this? I feel like it hurt him in the long run. It, it hurt him more than it helped. Especially Especially the only people who he was trying to root for in terms of court of uh, public opinion, he was trying to get the blacks on his side and him calling Megan good Coretta <laughs> was not it. When Bernice King comes out and says, my mother was not a prop, you know, you didn't piss black woman off even more. When did Coretta become the patron saint of like ride or die chicks? Like, I don't understand. Are you Martin? Is he a Martin? Like, every time I'm Coretta, I need a Coretta, I need a Michelle. But who are you? <laughs> like, who are you? Are you on that level? It's such a wild thing that he ever said in the first place, but then to repeat it, I'm like, are you trolling us? That like, is, you repeated this? It's it's the fact that he initially told his lily white European girlfriend <laughs> What makes you think she would understand the significance of what you're talking about? I'm a great man. I need a Coretta. I need a Michelle. She's like, you're a famous actor and I like to party. <laughs> I'm gonna be all of my girls. We met on the set of a comic book film, bro. This ain't what MLK and Coretta were spending their time on. And that's no shade. I we love film and we, we love do. but at least I mean if, if David O'Yellowo ain't saying this shit why are you his wife his wife is down for the cause too like at least he can say I played lovely. at least he can say I played Martin Luther King <gasps> <laughs> Ava put me on Oprah is my BFF listen <laughs> my god I'm thinking about what Cat Williams said about him. Did you ever get around to I it? I did. I told you. I watched the whole interview. But the fact that he was low-key and salt on Shannon Sharp, that is fact. In his face. That In was his fact. face. Yep. This, he came for Shannon's throat like a good three times in that entire interview. And Shannon just sat there. Your allegiance to losers is so unlike you. I mean... I, I need to read, reread, like, what do you say? He read the encyclopedia. I need to reread it just to firm up my vocabulary <laughs> for insult. Wait, this is inappropriate. But when he came for Wanda Smith and he was like, your gnarled fingers, I was like, ooh, that was a deep, deep cut. He got that from the back pocket. Like, I had to go watch that interview because I never had even heard about that controversy until they talked about it. Oh, I did. And he said, my hair is 19 inches long. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Any other thoughts about Jonathan? Because I'm ready to turn the page. Like, I'm over this whole I don't want I don't want to see him do a tour after his sentencing if he doesn't get much time because you know he's possibly looking at a year I don't want to see this tour with him and Megan Good out here on the streets I flip the page I don't think his career should be completely over same I don't either however he's out here talking about the innocence of this particular incident but we have to remember People from his past started coming out of the woodworks talking about his aggressive tendencies. So him trying to play like, I don't know what happened. And then let's not forget, they had text messages of him talking about being an angry man or something. Like it was very, it just made him come off guilty. Whether or not he was exaggerating the way he, he said that he like, you know, pushed off a vase off the table or something like that there is an element of big black man white woman that played a role I do feel like that happened but I also feel like he might need to go to anger management so he might if nothing else it seems like their relationship was unhealthy which he even spoke to in that interview if nothing else if nothing else 
And I will end with a question. Why, Megan, why? You are on a successful streaming television show. You are the Megan Good. Body is banging. Why use your cachet on this man? I, I, I am dumbfounded. I'm flabbergasted, Ashley. Is she the woman he was texting? That's what I keep I thinking think about. So that has crossed my mind. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't think so. Well, then who was that woman? I, that yeah. wasn't that long ago. It was not. It was not. When did you? Here, what's the timeline? That's another thing. It's like how convenient is it that you have a black girlfriend now that you parade at all your court cases, and he's out here wearing a band on his ring finger? Like, are he referred to her as his wife before? Like. Did he? During the trial, he did. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Megan's head. And I don't want to speculate, but <sighs> Megan shouldn't be a prop either. Those are my final words. Period. All right, let's move on to our final hot topic. These golden globes. So I, I joined the pre-show around 7.30. And it was a fucking hot mess. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I am shocked that you took the time to not only watch the pre-show, but the show as well. I am shocked. Sure did, ma'am. And I am a longtime E red carpet watcher. Okay. And, and let me clarify by saying, yes, we are traditionally, we adore these award shows or we did. We've we've kind of grown up a little bit and seen behind the curtain a little bit too much for us to be slightly jaded, right? But we haven't prioritized an award show outside of the Oscars in a very long time. <laughs> it just depends on what I have going on, honestly. And one of my other friends was like, oh, we're going to be watching. I was like, oh, thank you, because I didn't even remember that shit was airing. So I'll tell Girl, you, know, it's on I like, now. I it's like, like text commentary, as you know, when I'm watching award shows. Yes. So if I have people to talk to, then it's fun. If I can talk shit and comment on things while I'm watching, yeah. now it's a party. Yeah. So that's what I had with the Golden Globes. And that pre-show, to start, should have been an indication of where we were going with this, because... The pre-show, which was a variety ET telecast that I watched on Amazon Prime. I don't know what the fuck somebody in the control room was doing. Them cutaways were horrible. Y'all packages, like cutting mid-sentence people off to start a package. The host wow. didn't know who was up next to talk to who. I'm like, what is going on? Ryan Seacrest would never. Nobody from E! News. Nobody from E! would have tolerated this mess. E had they shit down to a science. Nina, everybody, Juliana, everybody over there Juliana. had they ish together. Hot mess, okay? But I was like, oh, it's the pre-show. They just figured out whatever. We get into the show, Joe Coy, who I'm familiar with as a comedian. Familiar. I also know him as being Chelsea Handler's ex. Chelsea Handler's <laughs> ex-baby boo. Last baby boo she had. Okay. I thought this man was going to be cool. I was like, oh, I'm sure, you know, another comedian is going to be fine. Oh my God. He bombed horribly, horribly because the crowd itself, their reactions made you feel so uncomfortable at home. It was very I cringe. Chuckled very. at a couple early jokes. And I was like, this is just going sideways. Like, it wasn't even a Taylor Swift joke that everybody wants to talk about. No, that wasn't where he fell flat. He fell flat way before that to me. When he had to say on air, hey, I didn't even write all these jokes. I got this gig 10 days ago. The jokes that I wrote, y'all are laughing at. I was mortified for him. I'm like, what is happening? Did you see since he's like, oh yeah, I had an off night. I felt they left him. Someone didn't produce him well. I get that this was a rush, that he was not informed till late, so they did not get a chance to really prep like they probably needed to. But at the same time, this is tough. Like, hosting a award show is tough, and you're doing it in front of the high top tier of the industry, right? You got Robert De Niro over looking at him with a straight face. You know what I'm saying? Like, tough did room. you see Harrison Ford's face? Like, just staring him down? Selena was Gomez was putting her head in her... 
her hands. Like, tough room, tough gig. I felt for Joe Coy, but he did ball. He really did. You know what's funny? Kudos to Ricky Gervais, though. Like, But that's the difference. Ricky Gervais is going to stand on his shit. That's that the difference. That is 10 toes down. That mm -hmm. is so true because he has you had come out blazing or don't moments. come. That part. Come and out blazing or don't come. Since uh, we we haven't talked about it, and we probably won't, but the Epstein list that recently came out, someone dig into the archives and found Ricky Gervais made a joke about Hollywood and Epstein that was a little bit too on the nose. Like it was the worst kept secret mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Yep. I mean, my, I had a conversation with um, someone who told me that, that they think that his issue really was that he tried to toe the line. You either come out like Ricky Gervais and you're acerbic and you don't mind going after people or you're like a Jimmy Fallon and you're nice and everybody's your best friend. He tried the to kind of play the yes. fence yeah. and you have to be, you have to know strongly what you're going to say and what your messaging is going to be and stand on it. So I agree. I think that was kind of where he went wrong, but I want to also give grace. That's a tough gig. Anybody who works in stand up for one, I give so much grace to because stand up comedy yeah. is a tough business. But That's then why to do it so competitive. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, which we've seen even more with the Cat Williams situation. <laughs> but to come out and have to do it, like I said, in front of this caliber of of peers within the industry, I mean, I give you credit for just stepping out on that stage. So backlash aside i hope this does not derail his future career opportunities but he won't be back hosting the golden globes that's for damn sure let's talk about the fashion delora did you have any favorites that you saw when you looked at the red carpet girl can we talk about mother d rosamund pike oh you did liked you rosamund her? pike's look with the mask and everything speaking, speaking of having to have guts she came to slay you know I, why I, she I, said she wore the mask why because she had just gotten into a, a skiing accident days before this and so her face was like messed up it it actually had healed by the time she came to the award show but she didn't want anybody touching her face so she had this mask made for her yeah she talked about that on the red carpet um but the real mvps of this red carpet were the men mm. okay i mean so some of my favorites our favorite Ken, Ryan Gosling, looked amazing. Coleman Domingo looked fantastic. Um, another one of my favorites, Charles Milton. This man is so beautiful. He is. He's so gorgeous. <laughs> and I saw him with his little earring in. I said, okay, Charles. Okay, Charles. Divine Joy Rudolph. She looked fantastic. The girlies were out to she play. Accepted, when she accepted her award, though, I was so nervous. I was like, I hope your nipples she was stay gonna be in okay. place. She was going to be okay. And um, and I did enjoy Margot Robbie's pink. Hmm. I enjoyed it. It was not my favorite from all the pink looks she's had on the Barbie she's press better. run. I agree, but I, I still thought she was cute. I had to give it to J-Lo in pink, actually. She had a high yeah. Barbie moment for me with Nicole and Felicia Couture. Julia Garner, Gucci, silver dress, really enjoyed. I like a good naked moment. Emma Stone in that Louis Vuitton floral, slinky, pretty moment like she's done it before but she looked good though she did she looked good she did oprah and that purple louis vuitton it didn't photograph as well as it actually looked if you saw her on the carpet she looked amazing and then lastly for me was janelle james i couldn't find the designer but she has on like this black she velvet so good with the green yes. sleeves and yeah. and like train beautiful gorgeous beautiful. i actually didn't hate that green on taylor swift i think what i appreciated was her use of color um and pedro pascal showing up with that arm brace i'm like oh is he okay but he looked good he made it work i appreciated that from him he's my honorable mention 
Very nice. All right, let's get into the actual winner, winner chicken dinners. So it was a big night for Oppenheimer, for Succession, for Poor Little Things, which I still haven't seen yet and I need to watch. The Bear. The Bear. Ugh, when A.O. got up, I got out my seat. I was rooting for A.L. so hard. Her speech was so lovely. Yes. To thank the assistants, that's a real Loved one. Yeah. That's a real one. Let me run through the, the top tier. So we had Divine Joy Randolph, who won Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in the Motion Picture for The Holdovers. Robert Downey Jr., whose speech made him seem like he really was on drugs. For Oppenheimer, for best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a motion picture. Beef. Both Ali Wong and Steven Yun won. Super exciting. Best performance by an actor and actress in a limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television. Elizabeth Debicki won for The Crown for best actress, for I'm sorry, for best performance by an actress in a supporting role. I'm shocked she didn't thank Princess Diana in her speech. But you would think sometimes right? when you're up there, you're just doing your thing. I get it. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role is Matthew McFadden's Succession. Best screenplay for motion picture was Anatomy of a Fall. Jeremy Allen White also won for best performance by an actor in a television series, musical or comedy for The Bear. Yes, chef. Ricky Gervais, funny enough, won Best Performance in Stand-Up Comedy, which was a first for this category. And I was very excited that they've added this category because I do think that we've had some great stand-up specials and that comedians deserve their flowers as well. Absolutely. Best Motion Picture, Non-English Language, was Anatomy of a Fall. Again, shout out to AO, Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, Musical or, or, musical or Comedy. Kieran Culkin also had a funny speech, won Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series for Succession. We have Best Director going to Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Emma Stone for Poor Things, Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Best Performance by an Actor. Oppenheimer won Original Score. Billie Eilish and Phineas won for Best Original Song for What Was I Made For? Yeah, Barbie. Barbie want, took home cinematic and box office achievement. That was the first. I thought that was interesting. I was like, they wanted first cat to time for that category something so they wouldn't end up empty-handed, right? And honestly, making billions of dollars in the year that deserves some recognition. I, it does. I agree. I'm glad they got it over Taylor because that was a toss-up to me. Was it? For who they were going to give it to, not who I would have wanted to get it. Got it. Yeah. Beef won Best Television Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture. The Bear won Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. Sarah Snook for Succession won Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series. Succession won Best Television Series. Paul Giamatti won Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture for The Holdovers. Poor Things won, won Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Lily Gladstone, who had a monumental win for Killers of the Flower Moon, best performance by an actress in a motion picture. She got up and spoke some of her native language, which was beautiful. And then Oppenheimer, best motion picture drama. So those round out all of the big time categories of the night. Congratulations to all the winners at the Golden Globes. Do you think this is the steel major indicator of Oscars? Uh, no, I still think we have to remember when it comes to the Golden Globes, it is, well, I guess there's no longer the Hollywood foreign press. I guess they got dismantled, but still, I think the selection is a handful of people versus an entire industry compared to like the Oscars and the SAGs. Well, as you know, SAG is all actors, but the Oscar is, depending on what your category is, it's whoever's in the Academy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of people. So I feel like Golden Globes is a little bit more fun in that way where you can you can have some like fun surprises. But ultimately, I feel like my favorite indicator when it comes to movies and Oscars is definitely the SAG. Okay. 
Well, we'll have to wait and see. That is it for us for our headlines and hot topics for the day. Delora, what are we recapping for the people for next week? Ashley, we are going to do it. We are going to recap one of the most talked about movies <laughs> of the winter. And that is Saltburn. Ooh, Chile. Available on Amazon Prime. I sat through it. I really did, including those scenes that y'all have heard about on these internet. So it'd be interesting to talk about. <laughs> right. We'll be back with that, guys. But in the meantime, please share this episode with your friends, family, loved ones. We so appreciate you. Please keep the ratings and reviews coming. We love to hear your feedback. We appreciate anybody who has reviewed us so far. And as always, in the meantime, be blessed. Bye.